right, welcome everybody to episode four of the Disney Culture. Uh, today is just myself and Anthony. Uh, just some other stuff going on with the other two. It's it's to be expected. It's the holidays. It's that holiday season, so uh, we're good there. But Merry um, Christmas. Merry oh, Christmas and uh, <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Uh, yeah, yes, we the, did just have Hanukkah the other day. Yeah, well, it's ongoing, right? It's like day four as we record this. Day five. Yeah, it's this is a Disney podcast. I have to uh, real quick uh, just uh, since you did bring up Hanukkah. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen Puppy for Hanukkah by David Diggs. Uh, the video that's uh, been playing on Disney, they also played it during the investors meeting as one of their little in, uh, interstitials. Uh, but if you guys haven't seen that video or heard the song, it's it's the best thing. I mean, if you, uh, you guys if you guys don't know David Diggs, obviously from Hamilton, he's also in Snowpiercer and uh, some other things going on right now. But uh, yeah, he's really he's I like him. He's he's really talented, uh, and he's uh, he is Jewish. So uh, <laughs> I'm Happy sure a lot of people, him. yeah. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people probably look at, oh, the black guy talking about Hanukkah. What the hell does he know? Well, he does know, so calm hey, down. Actually, uh, that's interesting con- uh, what you said there. Well, two things. One is the investors meeting, which is going to be what we end up kind of talking about. Uh, Disney dropped a whole bunch of news um, about a bunch of different shows coming to Disney Plus and, and into theaters, hopefully, or whatever. So we'll talk about that in a second. But um, the other thing that you mentioned right now was uh, Hanukkah. And I got asked by my daughter yesterday, actually. She said, Dad, is it actually okay to say Happy Hanukkah to somebody that celebrates Hanukkah, even though we don't celebrate Hanukkah? And my answer was kind of like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Like, you're just, you know, you're wishing them well. I'm sure they would wish you Merry Christmas. It's just like, there's nothing, it's just a different holiday, you know, for them based on, on their religion necessarily. It's, it's not a bad thing for them to, you know, to wish something that's, Now, you what know, you, what you don't want to do is what this woman in the Dodgers comments the other day did. Uh, when the Dodgers were wishing everybody happy Hanukkah, and she got in there and had to be that person and say Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, so this isn't a Starbucks cup that's uh, trying to. Uh, <laughs> you got that right. You got that reference. I'm glad a Starbucks <laughs> cup that's trying to end you know Christmas and the commercialization of it's no. Merry Christmas. Uh, y'all can settle down. It's it's fine. We're you know tolerant of any holiday that you want. So I taught my daughter. You know, no, it's fine. You can wish somebody happy Hanukkah because that's what they celebrate. I'm sure they would wish you Merry Christmas, even though they don't celebrate the same thing. Because the the thought. I mean, you know what? I mean, stuff. they they could claim there's a world of Christmas all they want, but you know what? I'm borderline atheist, and I'll still <laughs> say Merry Christmas. So, and I'll say Happy Holidays, and I'll say it all. Happy yeah. Kwanzaa, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that when Ramadan comes around next year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> talk about all these this kind of stuff. <laughs> But anyway, so we are going to draw, talk about the investor meeting a little bit. Um, not four hours. <laughs> worth, oh, no. Definitely. No, no, we're just going to hit some high points. Podcast. No, we're going to hit some high points that we come across. But, you know, yesterday I was telling you before we started that I actually went to downtown Disney yesterday. Um, so we're, we're not a news dropping podcast. We've said that a lot of times that we're not – I'm not looking to break the newest um, headlines or anything because, you know, insights from these bloggers or whatever because that's just not who we are. And most of the time, and to be honest, it's, it's been done already. It's I mean, been done, and so it's... many people have talked about it already. By the time we talked about it, it's this is much better. <laughs> and half the time, it's it's not even right. The information that we dropped, and you know, we when we were talking about reopening, um, I saw a number of different bloggers or vloggers, whatever you want to call them, drop. Oh, we think we got you know California substance. It was all wrong. All of it was wrong. So you know, no, that's not what we do. More reaction, just discussion type thing. Um, but in case you haven't heard, 
you know, California did uh, roll back as far – well, Southern California, the, re, or the region that we're in, Southern California did roll back to um, purple tier all of us, which means that outdoor dining in all of basically Southern California had to stop. So that affects downtown Disney largely. I mentioned before on this podcast, and you know it, I'm not the biggest fan of the food in downtown Disney. I'm just not. I don't see it as anything different than what I can get anywhere else. Now, I did also mention that I went to – With Buena the exception Vista. of Tortilla Joe's. I'm well, sorry. Tor- I will <laughs> – Tortilla Joe's is good, but Tortilla Joe's is not even a spot that I'd be like, oh, my God, I must go to Tortilla Joe's. You know what I mean? Like I have to, have to, right. have to do this. It becomes like, oh, yeah, it's Tortilla Joe's. Let's go. I've eaten there a number of times myself. I've eaten at ESPN Zone. I've eaten at Guitar. Um, I've eaten at a bunch of different spots. There, Earl's Sandwich, my favorite. Right. Um, but it's not something that I 100% have to do. And it wasn't like that's what's solidifying me going to downtown Disney. That wasn't what right. it was. But apparently it was for a lot of people. So the first time when I went to Buena Vista Street <laughs> last time and got their opening, I mean, I, I you heard my whole story on the last podcast, got there really early in the morning, uh, had this whole elaborate plan to get there. You know, I could have eaten at Carte Circle, um, but those filled up. We continually heard it's filling up. You can do reservations. Reservations are booked out towards the end of the year. And then all of a sudden the bomb dropped that outdoor dining is now banned in the state of California for the time being at least three weeks. And all of that ended. So with that, I kind of watched what was going on, uh, and I said, hey, it really looks like there's not really a lot of people in downtown Disney, and there wasn't. So I left my house yesterday about 4 o'clock. I live, uh, depending on traffic, about a half an hour from the park. So by, the, by about 5 o'clock, I was in the area of downtown Disney. Now, the last time I was there, first thing in the morning, I could see from when I was in line the traffic just trying to get into the parking lot, right, into the Simba parking lot. This time, I, I made a mistake. Um, my normal routine is to go and get off on Orangewood behind uh, Anaheim Stadium, behind Angel Stadium, and then to- park in the Toy Story parking lot. That's so burned into my head that that's what <laughs> I'm doing that I missed the fact that I wanted to get off on Ball Road and then turn on a Disneyland Drive uh, right there past the structure. Totally, totally missed it. I was thinking, what am I going to do? Well, you know what? I don't think it's going to be that busy, so I'm still going to turn down West, which is also Disneyland Drive. It's the same drive and see what the traffic's like. If they have to turn down further around, I will. Well, you can't turn in left into that parking lot. That's always the case. They always want you to come in from the other side and turn in uh, right. No traffic. No traffic. A few cars here and there going in, but no traffic. Went to the next light, which is where you would enter Paradise Pier and um, uh, another hotel. Grand California. Uh, yeah. uh, just turned around, drove right in. I drove right oh, wow. in. I waited for a couple of cars to pay before mine. As soon as I, I paid, which is their, the $10 parking thing, um, they tell me, we just want to make sure you understand there is no eating or drinking on company property. Yes, sir. understand that. Hand my money. Go in, park. I parked about four rows over in that parking lot. Largely empty as compared to what it was before. Largely empty as compared to what it was before. You're talking about Pumbaa, right? Uh, no. Uh, is it Pumbaa or Simba? Oh, Simba. Yes. It's Simba. It's Simba because it was a cast Simba, member lot. Simba. Yeah. Okay. So you walk in that side, downtown Disney. Again, there's still uh, the tents that are there. I think the cast member lot is actually considered Zazu, just a point. Okay. A little extension on the uh, side there? I, I was just going to say that I've never actually, uh, if I've, the few, few times I've parked there, I've never actually known that where you could go in that entrance that you mentioned and uh, park through there. I've always had to enter off of, uh, off of, uh, 
Catella. Catella. Okay, so no, yeah. it, is, it is off of Disneyland Drive. I've parked okay. there as as overflow par- parking because you know how every once in a while they would, especially on a busy time, especially between the holidays, they would shut the structure and then say, okay, because of overflow parking, we're going to send you off to the symbol lot. So you end up uh, continuing down that way on Disneyland Drive, and then everybody turns right into the Simba parking lot, just over where Paradise Pier is. That's where they have you turn in. That's that's pretty standard. I knew that, and I knew, like, okay, I'm probably not going to be able to turn left in here. I'll probably have to turn around, but I did it without a, a problem. The tents are still set up. I did wait uh, less than 10 minutes to get in. Um, there was a line of people to get in. It is still socially distanced. I think most of that was just a security check, letting in so many people to get, you know what I mean? So nothing crazy got in. Um, we go through, they temp check me like normal, walk through past the drug dog or whatever they have the drug being able to sniff out these days up to security. <laughs> security, most of the lanes were open in security. Um, walked up, he checked my, my son's bag and my son. I told the kids, bring a bottle of water, leave it in the truck. So when we get back to the truck, if we're thirsty, we got water. He forgot to take it out of his bag. So security guard tells me, sir, uh, he has a bottle of water in here. Uh, we just have to make sure that you understand he's not supposed to open that and drink it anywhere on company property. Said, so, no, I don't have a problem with that. I knew that it was meant for this. He just forgot to take it out. So that's fine. You know, I'm like, nope. I just, you know, we're gonna follow rules. I want you guys to reopen. He's like, oh, trust me, we all want us to reopen the way it's supposed Can to. Can I be. just, I, I am all for, obviously the rules. I am all for everything that they that. I'm every. I'm all for all the things that they that the people complain about, but when it comes to bottled water, that should be okay. Because what happens if you have somebody who's like gets, starts choking or they somebody they need water? Water should be okay to be like okay, you could take real fast, lower your mask, and drink it real fast. Right. Water shouldn't even be counted as an outdoor dining. That's that to me. That's silly, and to me, that's Disney being jerks and overstepping the 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 uh the the spirit of the the of the outdoor ban and that's just them being jerks go well, ahead interesting that i still could buy a bottle of um of coke within disney property i could have gone in you know in world of disney which i did and i could have opened the book well, of course you can got a bottle of coke of course they're gonna sell it to me um on the other side but, of that but though, they expect I, you not to drink it i didn't see on the on the other side of that i didn't see anybody eating or drinking anything anywhere nowhere even right. the first time the first time that i went when they did have outdoor dining i was in the esplanade and i saw somebody take taking a drink of their starbucks drink or something no one else completely around we were in the esplanade the esplanade for the most part is empty because there's no, there's nothing in the esplanade there's nothing in disneyland buena vista street right. and we talk about is that you enter through the exit um on that right side if you're looking at the thing and then stage 17 is a little further down on the other side of the restroom so the esplanade is empty um, didn't see anybody doing anything uh, here either. Didn't see any, you know, even though uh, Wetzel's Pretzels is open. There's a couple of, of the restaurants there that are open for takeout stuff. You is there still pick people it up and coming it to from go. the eastern, uh, the eastern gateway, the eastern entrance off of Harbor, or is there no reason for anybody to even come from that direction? I didn't see anybody come in through there. That area. Because <laughs> we... my question would be is that that those would. To, it stands to reason that since most people are you're, you're parking in Simba is the only place to park for uh, downtown Disney that uh, there really shouldn't be, as you say, any traffic in the Esplanade because there shouldn't be even be any reason for anybody to be crossing the Esplanade except for employees. 
but if you had still had people coming in through the Eastern Gateway, then obviously you'd have those little few people coming from there over there. I guess maybe still people staying in. I mean, I don't know if any of those hotels on that side are even are even open. Some of them are. I mean, I know there's yeah. hotels are still open. So yeah. I mean, presumably you're gonna have people still, I guess, coming. I, mean, we, I don't know why the last would time, come just to go to downtown Disney. But the last I mean, time that I well, the last time that I went. You know, when dining was open, there was um, I can't I didn't see the line myself, but I know there was a line on the harbor side before entrance and people still do go on that harbor side. People will tell you still to enter on the harbor side because there just is less people because the parking is over um, in the symbol lot on Disneyland Drive. Um, there are some options to park on the other side. You can park at Garden Walk um, for uh I think it's first hours maybe free and then three dollars additionally after that. So it just depends what you're gonna do. If you're just gonna grab something, it, it might be worth your your while to do that. It's easier to park at Garden Walk than it would be to Simba. The walk isn't as long. Um, the Anaheim Hotel, which I parked at last time, is uh, I went on a weekend, but it would have been twenty five dollars to park there, but ten during the week with the coupon. So uh, there's still people that can't park at that side. I can't imagine now though, given the current state, that it would be as busy as it was when they did allow the outdoor dining. I hadn't even really thought about Garden Walk. What, is everything still open over there? Uh, what is there in Garden Walk? I guess there are some shops in Garden Walk. Uh, Garden Walk Chang's, largely was... Uh, uh, Forrest Gump's. No, I know that. Gump's. The restaurants. I meant the actual stores. It's been quite... Oh, you know, I, went I don't to even Garden know Walk. stores still exist over there. I went to... Well, it's redone and there is stuff. I went to Garden Walk for a concert actually last year, about this time uh -huh. last year. And uh, yeah, there there was stuff there, actual stores, but a lot a lot of the front that you see on Catella, a lot of those are restaurants. Uh, what I did see because I drove down Catella was a lot of people pulled over uh, in front right there, looking like they were probably picking up to go type stuff. Because why wouldn't mm. you? Why would you go all the way into the parking lot when it's very clear where Ubers would pick up? You can just right. park right there and pick up your stuff, like you know, takeout kind of thing. So I'm assuming that's what that was, but. Uh, inside of downtown Disney now, um, I mean, it, was there people? Yes. Was it uh, crowded? Not really. Uh, no, not really. I World of Disney last time would have taken me over a half an hour to get in, uh, even longer. It could have been because people I've heard Gina, I think, told us at one point it was a two hour virtual wait to get into World of Disney. Uh, even before I waited in line, I walked right in line and they told me, oh, sir, it's going to be about 20 minutes. I don't think I waited 10. Like, I got in pretty quick. Well, as long as they still have merchandise that people want, they're still going to get, uh, you know, you're just still going to get the people going for the merchandise. I mean, especially, I, I, I don't know if you saw that they have another uh, merchandise event coming up for, uh, with, uh, was it, uh, something mini again? Uh, oh, somebody's, uh, oh, they, the, the new Ahsoka uh, lightsabers. Oh, uh, the Clone Wars Ahsoka lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. And some other uh, Galaxy's Edge stuff is uh, coming up in a. Uh, they're doing a merchandise event. So, I mean, some of that stuff will obviously probably go to what? Where is it that stuff goes? Is to stage seventeen or stage wherever? Seventeen, yeah. Or is one of those places uh, after the event, and then. Um, yeah, so you're always going to have uh, obviously. <laughs> you you could. You could take away the diet eat. I mean, sure, it's going to piss people off because they, because I'm sure they would love to have at least one other thing to do while they're there other than just buying stuff. Well, that I was, was always there for three hours. I was there for three hours, and all I did was buy stuff. 
Can you imagine right. if I had dined how long I would be there? But Pete, don't get right. that. Don't get me wrong. People are still spending money because there's oh, plenty absolutely. of merchandise to be had. All the holiday stuff right now, all the holiday decor actually is thirty percent off right now. The decor, not oh, not wow. decorations, but all the decor, all like mm. the uh, the clothing, holiday clothing, and a lot of type stuff is all thirty percent off right now because it's just not yeah. moving like it would be in a normal year. Well, obviously, yeah. But uh... it it is selling. It is selling because there still are lines to get into stuff. And you see people with quite a number of things in your hand. 30% off is a, is a pretty decent discount. You know, as far as Disney stuff goes, that's a pretty decent discount. Yeah, there's something to be said. And I was just talking about this uh, the other day with uh, Rebecca that uh, there's something to be said about the experience of buying something in person compared to buying something online. Uh, because we were commenting about how, uh, you know, Star Wars Celebration merchandise has been on sale for uh, in the, the couple different waves. For uh, you know, uh, be either a couple months or a month, uh, whenever it was, the second wave went on sale. Yeah, uh, most of that merchandise is still available. Hardly anything has sold out, and yet celebrations on on on, you know, every single celebration you have stuff. The shelves empty. You know, you go back the second day, shit is already sold out. It's like, oh, sorry, everybody bought that shit the first day because the hour, the line was like four hours long. But so I'm like, there's definitely a correlation be, to be said about that physical. You're there, you get that impulse buy. You're already in the Star Wars, you know, the Celebration Store or even D23 or something like that. If there had been one and it had been canceled, it'd be the same thing. If they had sold merchandise or whatever, all this stuff that they're selling now, it's like if. They were trying to, you know, they are selling online. I'm sure it's selling out mm-hmm. some of it, but it's not. There's stuff that would normally probably sell out at the at the park that's not selling out probably online or even at the park still. It's not so, at the park even because to to your point, the first thing they have when you walk into World of Disney is 65th merchandise. <laughs> right. First so thing that you walk in, it's right there. You know, you walk in underneath the the big uh, telescope with Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and you walk in and there's like what they want to push. It's 65th merchandise. That's the first thing you crazy, see when you walk in. Because how long has that 65th merchandise been out? Uh, since before the 65th, so it was easily right. yeah June, June so, in, into mean... July. So I mean, it's it's been a while and it's still there. And I looked at it and it's some stuff that I have, that that I you know waited all waited all day in line for. Well, uh, you know, virtually. you know me. Uh, I went on a rant about why we were celebrating Mickey's 90th. Right. You really? I think I'm not going to go into a rant about why we're celebrating the 65th. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we still will next year. You know, we're going when it does open, we're going to have a year of celebrating the. 65th. Oh, the 60, the yeah, the... yeah, because we didn't get it, but uh, <laughs> that's there. So, some differences that I that I did notice versus last time. I urge you to listen to the last episode because other than the dining, uh, I'll give you some slight differences. Uh, so obviously the lines just weren't as long to get into the stores. Uh, to get into Five and Dime and through Elias and Company again another 10 minutes. I walked pretty much for the most part. I had to wait for like one group of people in front of me to get into trolley treats and that side. I forget what the rest of that store is called, but um, in on that side, and I you know wanted to get some treats. That's a holiday. It's a holiday thing between me and my kids, the gingerbread cookies and all that kind of stuff. The difference this time was that I could just where last time I had to wait in a line specifically for that. They still told me we would like you to do that first. We recommend that because you know when it does get busy, we we may sell out what you want. The biggest difference this time is where when you go into Trolley Treats normally, you can look in the case and see everything that they have. It's already all bagged, ready to go. It's right. all bagged and sealed for you already. 
and I did notice that the gingerbread cookies are smaller. Whatever. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think you want to make sure they fit them in the bag. Okay. okay. If Michael was here, dirty. <laughs> yeah, that it, it is dirty, but I bought an extra one uh, just because I like them that much. But, uh, yeah, I did notice that. I had to, like, okay, well, I know what they kind of had already because I had been there, and it's the stuff they kind of have every year anyway. So I was like, okay, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this all this stuff's bagged, and it's folded over, and it's got a Mickey sticker on it so you can assure, like, this is sealed kind of thing, you know? So you go, you can take your order, do that. Um, the other thing that I noticed was that where before you could go past Carthay Circle all the way almost to um, Cars Land, um, past where Avengers Campus is going to be, where the opening of Avengers Campus was going to be. Where and the it, waterfall is? Where the, past the waterfall. And then, you know, there were reports a couple of weeks ago that uh, that the gates were open and that's where they had moved the carts that were selling food right outside of Carte Circle. They had moved them into the entrance to Avengers Campus to kind of, I'm sure it was to make use of the space, which is totally now understandable. I, but that's what that's off now. Now I saw something from somebody who was there that refuted that it was the gates to Avengers Campus and that it was just gates that are normally already there that are not actually they go to um where the some someplace else i don't think it really matters because you didn't get to see much people made a big deal about it as in like oh my god you can can see like a building yeah it doesn't really matter because now it's closed and you can't even walk that far like just past you know where they do the time where they they have the times for the rides there that board that's where the rope is right there you can't get any further than that you can't go anywhere near uh, where before Grizzly Creek. That's the other thing where people were talking about. Oh, you can go all the way down to Grizzly Peak over by the hotel. That's no longer the the thing is up there right next to where the churro cart um, is there. And then off the page is open. Off the page is open now. That's new. That's new since the last time I went, but I did hear they did open. Um, but that's as far as you can go on that end too. Award Winners obviously is closed. And that other store, that small one just to the left, um, just before award wieners, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I usually do like that store. It's got a little sample of, of different stuff that's not open, but I think it's because of size because that store is actually on the smaller end of those where off the page is a much bigger store. And of course the two big ones on, on Buena Vista street. So those were the differences that I noticed. Um, as far as decorations, cause that's what I wanted to see. I know I talked that it was decorated last time. I wanted to see it lit up, which is why I went at night this time. Uh, there's a lot more lights and trees and stuff in downtown Disney than there actually is in Buena Vista Street, especially now because you have so much of it. You really do only right now have Buena Vista Street up to the fountain because past the fountain, there's nothing. There's nothing because there, there's a cart to the left that has the white bucket, which we talked about um, before, which is right here, by the way, my white bucket. <laughs> they have those for sale there for $18 and they have that pumpkin jackhead. Jack Skellington one that changes different colors. I did pick that up. My daughter's a big Jack Skellington fan, so I got that for her. Oh, cool. I saw that. Yeah, um, it was pretty cool. So she's happy with that. I mean, I, I spent money on stuff again. Honestly, <laughs> I, I will probably go again next weekend just because my kids had a good time. Um, I can go get some more treats that we can eat later. And I think it's someplace that I haven't seen too much of my parents because I just don't want to be around you know, too much um, of them either. But I think that's someplace that we can go kind of like in at least a separate car and be there open air kind of thing. And, you know, they can kind of see it too. So I think we're, we're mulling over that idea and they seem receptive to it so that we can actually have an outing together as a family and still feel like we are safe because my, that was a big thing asking my kids, do you guys feel safe here? And they were like, yeah, we do. Like no one really came up on us and you know, everybody has a mask on. So, okay. 
that, that's kind of my experience. <sighs> the closest thing we're going to get to a Disneyland tree is when they have set up uh, at the information booth on the Disneyland side of the Esplanade as you're walking from downtown into the thing. There's a big tree there. It's not the Disneyland tree. It's its own thing. It's got an open, <laughs> uh, like, you know, fairy tale book kind of thing, Christmas story yeah. and a snowman uh, thing there. Uh, probably about as tall as a Disneyland tree. It, it's in that range. You can get really? in line there have a photo with your family. People use the sign itself to prop your cell phone up on to take a, a timered selfie. So, and it's where uh-huh. it worked. It's what I took. Everybody was happy with it. I mean, it was good. Like I said, I'll go back again. Um, yeah. And just see what else. You get. It's just an outing to be honest with you. Just have some place that we can go and uh, get a little Disney-ness. Is that the <laughs> word? <laughs> Got to feel like, oh, this is home. So that's kind of what we're are there. Yeah, but that's my experience. Uh, so beyond that, this week we can we can move into this. Disney dropped a lot of. I woke up to this stuff, man. But I it's <laughs> it's so much I haven't even looked into all of it. I'm gonna kind of like I know you've looked in a little bit more than me. I'm gonna bounce off you for this piece. Well, I watched the, I watched the whole thing. Oh well, then please, sir. What what, what I, <laughs> I didn't was, even know what was going on. Was so what what the, was this? I was one of the brave ones who I slugged through all the garbage of the first hour. That was basically no announcements, and then we got to the announcements, and I was just like, "Man, this is so overwhelming." But it was like it was like four hours long. So it was an investors meeting. So it's business. Is, is it's what business, it is. yeah. Uh, but now they're making it more of a you know they're they're this is I think the set this is the second year that they've televised it where they've turned it into kind of like a uh, you know kind of a big deal like you know kind of a, like a spectacle almost. Uh, but you know the the thing that really made this feel like overwhelming, and uh, you know one of the complaints was like, man, this is too much. You know, blah, blah, blah. you know a lot a lot of complaints about too much. A lot of complaints. A lot of uh, people pointing out that the uh, the fact that so much stuff was announced is proof of why Disney shouldn't have control of so much stuff. But then nobody and i mean well there are people obviously you know non-stupid people that uh you know take into account how much of this stuff was supposed to have been announced at comic-con D, uh, D23. Um, was there a D, supposed to be a d23 uh yeah. no was, that, was there? yeah i believe there was no d23 is next year is it is it now i don't know i didn't get tickets well, so anyway I don't think I don't know if it's I don't know. Well, I agree with you uh, definitely for, for Comic Con sure, or something else, yeah. But yeah, uh, Comic Con and of course Star Wars Celebration, which was supposed to have been at the end of August. You know, how much of that stuff would we have already have known about that would have been announced at those places? You know, you know what I'm saying. So it's like it felt like a lot because they've been holding on to a lot. You know, they've been waiting on a lot of this stuff. I mean, granted, the investors probably would have seen a lot of this stuff, but some of it they would have already probably the stuff they wouldn't be getting shown stuff that had already been announced to the public. Yeah. So if any of this stuff that's been being announced, you know, most of the stuff that they're that they that you know even the stuff that they saw, because there was a lot of uh, here watch this video and then we get to watch uh, five. Uh, five three minutes of a blank screen with a counter on it showing the time and some Disney music playing in the background because they're seeing something that we aren't allowed to see. 
which was about uh, 75% of the footage that was being shown during the investor meeting, we didn't get to see. Oh, really? Most of what we got to see was Marvel stuff, which was super surprising considering it was the it, Marvel was shown very, very last. And by that time, we had gotten so used to not being shown anything mm. that but Marvel showed us everything. <laughs> they were like, eh, here. We were probably ready for most of the, to show you most of this at Comic Con, but here. So they were very, very, uh, they were very uh, generous. Uh, but we'll talk about uh, Marvel stuff. Um, in fact, we can even start with Marvel stuff because one of the first things I wanted to talk about was What If. Okay. Uh, because uh, What If had been obviously announced, previously announced. Uh, a lot of this stuff, a lot of the Marvel stuff was previously announced. We just got a lot of uh, expansion on it. There was a couple of new things announced, and those I will probably mention. Uh, you know, that we had seen some previews before, but something we hadn't seen and seemed to be, uh, I think, intentionally highlighted in the trailer is the fact that there's going to be a story where it's a what if T'Challa was the one picked up by Yondu and became Star-Lord. Oh, wow. And it wasn't confirmed, but most people are assuming that this is probably uh, Chadwick Boseman's last role. Oh, did he did he well, film a piece for this? Oh, you could tell that it's his voice. Okay, okay. You could tell in the in the clips that it's his voice. So it's I don't even it, I, I haven't seen this. So it's an animated series. Is that what you're getting at? Maybe it's his it's voice. It's animated okay, series. Okay. It's an animated series. Yes, and, and everybody from the Marvel universe is doing their own voices. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That that had all been previously announced, so it wasn't really a surprise to hear like Sam Jackson as a. Uh, as Nick Fury, um, Nick Fury yeah. and so on. But, and then of course it wasn't really a surprise to hear, uh, you know, Chadwick Boseman as uh, T'Challa, AKA Star Lord in this, because yeah, so the, the, that's going to be one of the what ifs is what if Yondu picked up T'Challa from uh, Wakanda instead of picking up uh, Peter Quill in Iowa or wherever the hell he was from. So that's going to be an interesting one. But as I said, the the biggest highlight to, for most people on that one is not only how cool it looks, but the fact that it probably will be, uh, if not uh, Chadwick Boseman's final role. It'll uh, it'll it'll be very emotional when that episode comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it totally will be. As a matter of fact, we took I pictures, wouldn't even we be surprised if yesterday. they save it for last. We took pictures yesterday at the at the mural, which which oh, I had okay. seen last time, but actually stopped and took took a picture with it. So what else did Marvel announce? Marvel announced some other cool stuff, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the stuff, like we said, we already knew about. Uh, they got a little bit cheated uh, on their Hawkeye announcement because there had already been those set photos of Haley Seinfeld basically confirmed in costume as uh, as a uh, Kate Bishop mm. for uh, the Hawkeye series. Um, but, uh, of course, you know, so they got cheated out of the official announcement of her as a... As, a, as that character. So, uh, but, uh, you know, we have seen uh, the set photos. Uh, it looks pretty good. So I look forward to that. Uh, a lot of things that were just expanded upon that we already knew about. Uh, one of the new announcements was the uh, uh, Ironheart, which is about the uh, the, the, the woman, uh, Riri Williams, who becomes the Iron kind of an Iron Man, but she's called Ironheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Armor Wars, which is, uh, based, is, I think it's based on a comic book series, if I remember correctly. Uh, that will be with uh, Don Cheadle, which is cool. Uh, the Secret Invasion, 
Now these are all new. These are all series. So yeah, it's that's all, cool. it's all Disney Plus. Yeah, these are all Disney Plus series, mm-hmm. uh, which is so to just add on to all the ones other ones we already knew about. And then of course uh, something that we figured on ever since that ending with uh, Nick Fury along with uh, Talos, the uh, you know the scroll mm-hmm. played by Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, there will be the uh, the Secret Invasion series based on the of course the uh, the the big huge Marvel event series from quite a few years ago. Yeah, Secret Invasion. Yeah, that's a while back. The one about all of these scrolls uh, infiltrating, infiltrated, and posing as humans, and then they take over, try to take over Earth, and yada yada. We'll see how. Uh, you know, it's been rumored that that was we were leading towards that, and. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like a huge, like, uh, you know, Infinity Stones type thing, which I thought it might have been. Uh, if it's just getting shrunk down into a series, that's fine too, as long as it's uh, handled well. I think I wait for you to say most of the Marvel stuff will be. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And that's probably why it's nice that they they have the, the, uh, the space when they get a series that they could do a lot with the series and, uh, you know, set up a lot of things, which uh, brings me to uh, just to talk real quick about WandaVerse, uh, which, of course, comes out the next thing to come out. It comes out next month. Right. Man. Yeah, it's getting close. Are you ready for that next month? January 15th, I believe. I- I'm ready to figure out what then- the hell it's going to be. Because the last time that <laughs> led, I think, yeah, I, I don't think we did this, but I think on the, my regular podcast, The Extraordinary Culture, you can listen to, you know, on the same feed as you get this. Um, we were trying to figure out what the hell did I see with that last trailer? Because it like looked interesting, but we're like, what are, what are we watching? How do you describe this? I don't know, but I want to watch it. So you did see the you did see the investor trailer for WandaVision? I, I didn't. Again, I haven't seen a lot of these trailers. I'm going off based on what you know and kind of what oh, I read. Oh, you're going off read. the first WandaVision trailer. Yeah, yeah. Just the first one alone was just like, I don't even know what oh I'm seeing God. here. Oh, my God. Well, if you saw the one that from the investor, you'd be even more confused. Oh, okay. Okay. That just makes me want to watch more, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh you know, we've we've gotten the confirmation on the WandaVerse that uh, on WandaVision that <laughs> the WandaVerse, I mean, might as well be because uh, once you see the trailer, it, there is basically a WandaVerse, and this is the, uh, the WandaVision is basically setting up what some might some are co- considering the a trilogy, uh, the multiverse trilogy, and that oh. is Wanda WandaVision into Doctor Strange. And uh, and the the whatever madness, and then into uh, Spider Man three, which we've already oh, gotten the all these confirmations yeah. of every single Spider Man character from all the different three the diff the three different Spider Man movie franchises all coming together. Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock, that's the best thing ever. Yeah, and um. So we have what what's basically going to be probably the multiverse is going to be introduced in WandaVision, and then that just leads into Doctor Strange, and then into come on, into, Anthony, uh, the multiverse of madness. Come on, the multiverse of madness. Come on. <laughs> I know. I was just leaving the tease, man. Come yeah. on, it's the it's all madness. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about madness? Yes, but I mean, that's it's all gonna it's all gonna lead right one into another because we already know that wanda is going to be in multiverse of madness and then of course we know that that's going to introduce some other characters new characters uh ms marvel who's going to go from her series into uh multiverse of madness 
And then, of course, uh, the uh, one of the uh, other obscure Marvel characters, America Ferrera. No, not America Ferrera. That's the that's the actress. Yeah, <laughs> America Chavez. Yeah, America Chavez. That's <laughs> the name of the Marvel character. She's going to be introduced, and she's from some multi-dimensional thing too. We'll see how they handle her character. And then, like I said, right into Spider-Man, which is going to be blowing everybody's minds, and it's just going to be all crazy in the multiverse is obviously setting up probably for everything that's going to happen. I mean, we, and once you even, once you see, uh, just going to segue right into Loki, uh, which we got for a, for a May of next year release for Loki, uh, the Loki series, uh, might even go into, uh, that's going to involve some time travel, which of course, you know, time, you know, anybody who's watched uh, Doctor Who knows timey wimey and multiverses yeah. go hand in hand. Yes, so I mean, yeah, you, know, you might as well, get it all going because that's that show looks like it's going to be wild as well and in between there we have a march release date for falcon and the winter soldier which looks pretty cool too so i mean uh after a year of basically no marvel not of their own fault obviously right we should have already have seen some of this stuff by now including black widow and probably wanda was supposed to i think come out originally in august so uh, after a year of no Marvel, uh, you know, you're going to get that feeling of Marvel just being shoved right down your throat and that you're going to have so much to absorb. I mean, between, you know, be within a four month period, you're going to get, like I said, Wanda, Falcon, the Winter Soldier and Loki, and it's going to be fantastic. And anybody who complains about it is like, well, you know, then don't watch. <laughs> so th- these are feature films. I mean, other oh, like WandaVision obviously is a TV series. No, no, no. These are all what wanda no, is a tv series the loki is a all series. of them are oh i didn't know that when, uh, all of them the, are Falcon the, winter soldier loki hawkeye i did know that if. the doctor strange though is a feature film no yes doctor strange in the multiverse of madness is a feature film okay and then obviously the, the next the next spider-man and then obviously the next spider-man okay, yeah no okay. those are feature films but they're using the series to set up for that uh, which, you know, makes more sense because when you have the series, you can use over a span of whatever eight episodes to really weave that, uh, that, you know, that crazy tale of you know, the, the multiverse and then get everybody into that. Right. Uh, so, and, uh, Hawkeye is a late fall of, uh, 2021. So, you know, you're probably, uh, November or something like that. Uh, well, no. October, November, somewhere in that area, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we have really no date on what if yet. Uh, of course, some of those other ones, there's obviously no dates. We're probably looking at 2022 for some of those ones I, m- I mentioned earlier, uh, Secret Invasion and whatnot. Those are all probably 22. Now I we're did hear. At. Is, is is did I hear correctly? Uh, some of this is like a, it's about a three year drop. Is oh, that is yeah, that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're lo- everything is pretty much between is 2021, 2022, 2023. Okay. And that's pretty much everything that was discussed in this investor meeting. It pretty much covers that whole range including that in Star Wars also uh has some stuff that's uh slated for 2023 all the way up to there. So, uh which we'll get to obviously. Uh like I said some of the other stuff we already knew about Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, uh most of it was just uh, confirming things we already knew. Uh, Tatiana Maslany will play She-Hulk uh, with Mark Ruffalo uh, making with appearances. With Mark Ruffalo, yeah. making appearances, which is great. Uh, we got the kind of we got the uh, for the, you know obviously the confirmation of uh, 
uh, I don't want to mess up this this girl's name, but Iman Vellani, Vellani as uh, Kamala Khan for uh, as uh, for Ms. Marvel, mm-hmm. and that she will also appear in Captain Marvel two, and then um. <laughs> Hey, just real quick, I just want to mention this, uh, the James Gunn, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, I saw something about that. Plus yeah. And uh, that's one of, that's a 2022. And then, of course, uh, that will film alongside uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which uh, we won't get in 2023. Uh, then, of course, for those that care about such things, there's a little short film. It's called I Am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> That's, so that's just, all that's just, just the, catching that's in. all just that's all just the 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 uh, the Disney Plus stuff. Uh, we'll just get we'll just skim through real quick. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, not I mean is it's not enough to have time travel, um, multiverses. Uh, but then you also have the quantum verse, of course. Uh, then which brings us to Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania. Yeah. It wasn't enough to have the multiverse of madness. <laughs> Then we go. have Quantum Mania. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's just, these go. names are just so great. Uh, and which will that movie will introduce Kang the Conqueror, a, uh, a very big uh, baddie uh, from universe. the Marvel universe, yeah. and uh, more into space uh, because that's the direction we're leading is space. Space will what will be get the Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. You know, we, uh, wow, start and stop with that one from Roger Corman to, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. You know, you know I, what I, I, say? Didn't, I didn't hate the Fantastic Four movies, they just, they don't fit in anywhere. They don't fit anywhere. No, I, the, the, um, the ones with the, you know, Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say, uh, we're that bad, and I wouldn't be opposed if they were like, oh, well, Chris Evans is done playing Captain America. Let's meta bring him back and have him play Johnny Storm, Johnny Storm. again. Yeah, yeah, that would be fantastic. But no, I'm fine with whatever they do with that. Uh, it is interesting that uh, to note, uh, for those that are familiar with uh, these sort of things, that King the Conqueror is somehow, uh, I'm not as familiar, and some people might know better than me, King the Conqueror is somehow related to Reed Richards. Oh, I didn't know. I don't have no idea. No, I don't and know. The, and the actor that they, uh, that is playing Kang the Conqueror is black. Hmm. So I don't know if that's a, going to be a hint that we might get a black Reed Richards. Uh, I mean, I, it doesn't, wouldn't bother me any, doesn't bother me any, none, nothing, none of that kind of stuff really bothers me. No, any. Bother me. As long as, as long as Ben Graham is still Jewish. I believe Ben Grimm is Jewish. I believe that's part of his character. So, I think so. I mean, you kind of have to do that. But, I mean, anything else I'm fine with. Uh, yeah, As long as it's good. I mean, we, we have to know that it's going to be good. So my, Michael Chiklis made a good thing. Oh, yeah. I, I liked mean, him. Yeah, Michael Chiklis made a good thing. And I think Rise of the Silver Surfer is a little underrated. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Like, like at all, I really don't. But you know, we can get into that. You know, time, I mean, we could we could go into a whole thing about that. But my <laughs> no, biggest problem with not. that was, which is my biggest problem with that, is that you don't have Galactus and then have him be a cloud. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, well, yeah, that part. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Galactus it, it, it will be done right better. if it comes around. Yeah, he, he does. He does. 
that's that's bothersome. But uh, that's no. got to be like phase ten of the of the MCU is Galactus <laughs> when you have the technology to have a big, huge Galactus like and just you know. <laughs> Maybe the tech yeah. will get there by the time we're ready for that. And then we'll have another. Uh, we'll have a. We'll have a sil- another Silver Surfer. Yeah. That it, that isn't Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> I didn't hate that. No, <laughs> That's I, didn't all hate it. I didn't hate I it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It wasn't great, but it, no. it wasn't. It wasn't the new Fantastic. The the newer Fantastic Four, which I've never even seen, but I know it's bad. Uh yeah, I didn't bother because I do know somebody that saw it and said, "Oh God, no!" So I didn't. I never bothered. <laughs> but the the two, other than the Corman one, the the original um, two, I didn't think were actually bad movies. They don't fit into the continuity here, which is totally fine. Redo it, reboot it. We've done that with Spider Man. Uh, maybe we see them in the multiverse. <laughs> maybe we do see Chris Evans return in the multiverse as Johnny Storm. I'm just, saying, as I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, uh, we're not there yet. I don't want to jump ahead because I'm not. You know, oh, I like to jump ahead though, but we will see Chris Evans in uh, yeah, later on when else. we talk about yeah. Peter. So yeah, and uh, I almost but, said uh, something too, back. but I hope I, I bit my tongue. I almost said no, something, I, but I bit my well, tongue. I knew it was I coming out. I don't bite my tongue. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just uh, real fast, just uh, just to mention that new Fantastic Four movie will be directed by John Watts, the guy who uh, directed the, uh, the the newer Spider-Man movies, or uh, no, I mean not uh, yeah, the Spider-Man movies. So. Um, there's kind of going to be like continuity within the, uh, the directing. So, uh, and then of course I uh, already mentioned those and that's, and that, and that. Okay. So, uh, that's pretty much Marvel. Uh, it's all a lot and a lot and a lot. So, uh, but we have a lot coming and we have a lot in the future. And so it's going to be awesome. And if you get tired of it, well, I guess you can always go, uh, be a Twilight fan or something <laughs> of uh, some dead franchise that's uh, that's nothing happening with it since people you know claim to be suffer from uh, Star Wars overload or burnout or whatever you want to call it, whatever these people want to call it uh, you know what that's fine go be a fan of some dead franchise that's not getting anything new and just keep watching the same old movies over and over again because you worship those movies and you don't believe that there's that any franchises are allowed to uh, expand so that's fine a few years ago I would have told you that about Avatar but we're getting more than enough movies none of which I'll see <laughs> I mean I wasn't really a fan of the first ones so, I, I was mean... it's a good movie but I was like okay this is it. I'm, I'm it literally it more be. excited for the Lord of the Rings uh, Amazon TV series than I am. That would be better. Okay, Star Wars so, or Disney? Where do we go? Star Wars. Star Wars. Nice. All right. List, so that's what we're going with. Uh, just uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. That's the title of the series. That's fine. That's, that's a good fine. name. It's, it, uh, it's a good name. I like it. It gives him gravita- gravitas because. It, you know, it's not just called Kenobi. They could have just called it Kenobi and been, been you know, uh, you know, like we're also uh, we've been calling it we've been calling it the Cassian series. Cassian, of course, from Rogue One. We've known for a while, quite a while now, like what, two years that yeah. he's going to have his own series. Uh, it's happening. They're well, filming hold now. on real quick before we go into that. So that's what I was going to say when I when I mentioned earlier, like, OK, we got about a three year drop. This is very similar to what we saw when Disney Plus was announced. And then said, "Okay, we're gonna you're gonna get all this type thing." We're, we're at that point now where it's been what two years? It's been uh, at least two or at least a, a year. It's been a year, right? That Disney Plus has been around. It's been a year, yes. but we we knew a year before that what was coming. Yes. And now we have like 
Okay, a bunch of that has dropped. We know some is coming up very soon, so we're kind of on the tail end of that initial, like, here's Disney Plus, and here's all the stuff we're going to drop. Right. Now it's time for another one. This is what we have in development that you get for the next kind of three years. That's the way I look well, at plus, it as. Well, plus, once again, you have to be reminded that a lot of things are been super delayed because of, you know, the obvious world going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like a lot of this stuff that, like I said, we were supposed to have gotten Black Widow months ago. We were supposed to probably have seen WandaVision months ago. We would have probably been getting ready to actually probably watch uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier as soon as Mandalorian was done, if anything. Oh, or Mandalorian, well, we would have already seen Mandalorian months ago. I don't know. Obi-Wan Kenobi, sure. too, actually. Obi-Wan Kenobi, too. Well, yeah, we should have been getting ready to probably see Obi-Wan Kenobi next year. Mm-hmm. But now as it is, we I don't know if we'll see it. We might see Obi-Wan Kenobi by the end of the year, if not beginning of 2022. But I don't even think that they have, uh, they don't think they have an actual now. So while you're looking but, at that, two, two things that strike me with Obi-Wan Kenobi is one, the use of the name Obi-Wan Kenobi, because we thought, okay, it's just going to be called Kenobi. Interesting that they chose Obi-Wan um, even though he's referred to even as Ben, Obi-Wan Kenobi just in my head lends it more of like the Jedi Knight type rather than the old man. It, it gives it that more. So that's kind of, I think, where we're going to focus there. And then the big news, of course, is is Hayden Christensen uh, returning as Darth Vader, um, which is going to be interesting how they kind of play that one out. I mean, every uh, hype. Oh, my God. Hayden Christensen is coming back. I don't have a problem with Hayden Christensen. I thought he was supposed to be a whiny little bitch, and that's what he did. So, you know what I mean? And I, I think I've talked to you about this before. He's supposed to come off like a whiny little bitch. He comes off like a whiny little bitch. He right. turns into the bad guy. Like, that's supposed to fucking happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. But where does it fit here? Because they don't, they're not going to have scenes together. In continuity, unless this, you know, depends when this, when this series takes place. Does this take place? Well, obviously, it has to take place after Revenge of the Sith. Because he, Hayden Christians is returning as Darth Vader. Oh yeah, definitely. The see, people assumed that if he did show up, that it would be like flashbacks, or it would be like them having moments separately. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what you I show think. Vader doing something, and he thinks about Obi Wan, or I don't know, something like that. But the problem is, is that a lot of people that that is that that. Kathleen Kennedy's wording made it sound like they were going to have another a face-off. And in the context of the whole entire history of Anakin slash Vader and Obi-Wan, there's really no room for them to have that middle meeting. Yeah. Just based on the dialogue alone from Vader on the Death Star, when I left last you, I was the, or, you know, that line about uh now i am the master right i was but the learner but now i'm the master something like that i can't remember the yes when i left last year i was but the learner but now i am the master and that would imply that the last time that they met was when they fought on mustafar Mm -hmm. i mean there's no way that you would use that kind of context if they had some other middle battle no i agree I agree. Um, that have to be some very clever way that they did that if they do do that. Um, because now, what it, does it, work for me is the other uh, rumors or word that there might be a possibility that uh, Commander Cody could be in charge of a stormtrooper battalion coming after trying to look for Kenobi. Okay. 
Okay. So that, you that's... have his old his old commander, uh, you know, Obi Wan's old commander, Cody, coming after him, which kind of you have that whole, you know, the opposite of what happened with Rex when he resisted killing Ahsoka. Spoilers for those who haven't seen the end of Clone Wars, but Clone you know. Wars, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so well, let's 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 take it back. So obviously, um, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, we see Anakin turn into Darth Vader, but obviously that battle was won by by Obi Wan. So we, when we leave Vader at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he he honestly has no idea what happened to Kenobi, right? Because Kenobi is alive. So is there some way to work that in? Do we see the end of this series? And maybe they do have a meetup. Maybe that's what it is, where it's believed right. now that Kenobi dies and then, you know, completes his exile on Tatooine watching over watching over Luke. So I guess there is some room to, to, to play there a little bit, because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, when he becomes Darth Vader, he obviously knows Obi-Wan Kenobi is alive. Now, and then the line in, you know, A New Hope, well, yeah, they haven't seen each other in what, what we assume to be 19, 20 years, but I guess that doesn't mean it has to be that long. Certain events could unfold. All that is unexplored territory other than Rogue One, um, for the most part. I'm, I'm sure books reference some stuff in there, but you know, I'm not um, caught up with all that. But I guess there is some room to play in there, now that I kind of think about it. So, yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to be interested to see oh, how this set up. it's definitely interesting. I can't wait to see it. Uh, hopefully we get some announcement of when that will be dropping. Uh, I think, believe that's supposed to be start filming or it's already doing something or it's getting ready to start filming. Uh, as I said, uh, the Cassian one has now been named. <laughs> We've been calling it Cassian, the Cassian show all this time. And of course, uh, uh, in a very different way than from Kenobi, rather than just giving us the whole name as the, as the thing, they completely flipped it. And they decided to call it Andor, Star Wars yeah. Andor. So instead, we get his last name instead of his first name. So it's uh, it would be basically like if they, yeah, that would be like it. It's like for some reason we kept calling it Cassian, but Kenobi. And so we instead of Andor and Kenobi, but <laughs> so it's just funny. But that is coming in 2022. Uh, we got a little little tiny sizzle reel of just some behind the scenes and concept art and stuff of that. And uh, look, really looking forward to that and seeing. And of course, we know, and there was no, really no mention of it there, but uh, we know that uh, Alan Tudyk is reprising his role as K2SO in the series, even though we didn't really see anything of him in that. But uh, the look, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Bad Batch. Yeah. It's probably, gonna be, it's probably the first animated series that I'm kind of like, meh. Really? I have. I didn't. I didn't. Have, I didn't have any connection to Bad Batch in the uh, when in their epi, in their episodes uh, on the last scenes and Clone Wars. I mean, they're fine. I'm just, eh, you know, it's, eh, it's not really my thing. I mean, I, these are for the people that were like fans of like Republic Commando and that those video games and those books and stuff like that. And, and it's just, it's just, I'll watch it, especially uh, the fact that it, it would appear that Fennec from Mandalorian is going to be in it. Mm -hmm. At least that's what most people, almost every single person on the internet has assumed that uh, glimpses of a person that looks like her is her. Uh, don't know what the context of why she would be in that, but um, uh, that'll be very interesting if she is in that. 
So, and of course, that would I would assume that would be uh, Ming Na Win doing the yeah. voice, uh, which is really good. Uh, and just uh, just a real quick note on Ming Na Win, I just want to interject real quick that I watched uh, Mulan for the first time last night, and uh, I just want to say that was really good. I thought that okay. movie was good. Uh, I was actually going to ask you about that. I haven't watched it yet. It was on my list of things to do here within the next week. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And uh, it was very entertaining. It, it had enough, uh, you know, enough connections with the original movie and a uh, little, little, uh, uh, little uh, homages to certain songs within the soundtrack in the background. If you pay attention, you can hear little bits of things and you're like, oh, I <laughs> okay, that's referring to that. And, you know, you get your little laugh. And I- I'm glad you actually told me that because we all know the music soundtracks is where you're you, you have a passion for that yes. kind of stuff and figuring out that kind of stuff so now i'll actually listen for it whereas before okay, I, cool. I i may have caught it by accident because i'm just i'm focused on what the story is but uh, no you you saying that no yeah there's, the passion there's that you uh, have for the soundtrack stuff there's there's very much a lot of uh references to uh reflections of course uh the signature song of the original movie which of course uh Christina Aguilera not only did a original song for this movie, but she also re-recorded a new version of Reflections for this movie, which you hear in the uh, the uh, end credits. But uh, the the song itself is uh, is uh, you hear bits of it throughout the soundtrack, uh, but there's also places where you hear homages to uh, "I'll Make a Man Out of Thank You." Thank you. Okay, that's the one I and wanted then, to hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then there's also homages to uh, to um, uh, Matchmaker. Uh-huh. During the matchmaking scene, you hear bits of the matchmaker song from the original Mulan in that in that scene. It's really well done. I so liked it. No, no girl worth fighting for, even as a little tease. <laughs> you know, what? there might have been a little bit of it in the background. There is, she does have a little her little squad that is kind of uh, an homage to those guys. Uh, maybe not so, uh, you know, profound, but you could tell who's supposed to be who from the original group. So it's really, I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it was really good. And of course, as I said, getting back to Ming-Na Wen, she has a little, her little cameo. I won't tell you where, but uh, by the time you see her, you'll probably have forgotten that she was even in it. So <laughs> it'll be a super surprise. It's almost a Sean Connery as King Richard at the end of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, okay. Moment. Okay. That's you know cool. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you hear his voice first. It's just recognizable. And you'll be like, That's, that sounds like Sean Connery. You got, okay. Yeah. It's one of those kind of moments, and it's really cool. But we digress. Yes, we digress uh, back to, uh, as I said, Bad Batch. Uh, we actually got – that was the only thing of Star Wars that we got, like, any kind of full trailer for. Uh, so Star Wars was one of those sections where there was a whole lot of watching a blank screen with a timer. Uh, we'll just say. Uh, we did, like I said, we did get a little scissor reel for Andor, but it was basically just, like, behind-the-scenes kind of things that you would have normally seen at, like, uh, those videos from Comic-Con, mm-hmm. where it's always a behind-the-scenes type of video. Uh, like I said, we did get some concept art, but that was kind of cool. Uh, we got an announcement of a series that is going to be tied to the upcoming new Star Wars focus of books of the uh, novels, and that is the High Republic. I don't know if you've heard anything about the High Republic, no. Dan. Because it's mostly all stuff that's just been announced in books mm. and comics, uh, young adult stuff, basically spanning the whole entire uh, publishing arm of uh, Star Wars. But it will also expand into a, a, ser- a Disney Plus series called The Acolyte, which will be set towards the end of the High Republic era, era I think is what it implied. And that will be from the uh, the creator of, uh, of the show Russian Doll. I don't know if you've heard of it. 
No, I don't think I have. It's one of those. It's a cable show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again, they're uh, not watching much TV other than right. you know, some of these series on yeah. Disney Plus. Uh, then of course we got an announcement of uh, the excitement, excitement, excitement. Lando. We don't know what that means. We don't know if that which Lando, both Landos. <laughs> yeah, and and that's that's what I was gonna say. That's what the speculation is. The speculation is it could be Billy D. The speculation is it could be um, uh, oh my God, um, why is his name gone? Donald Glover. Donald Glover. There you go. I almost said Danny Glover. It was stuck on my, <laughs> it was stuck on my tongue. I was like, don't say Danny Glover. Don't say Danny Glover. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Glover, but I couldn't remember the name. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's interesting. Uh, I, I'm gonna check that. out. I like both versions. Obviously, I'm a big Billy D. fan, but yeah, I thought I thought Donald Glover in Solo was fantastic. I mean, yeah, and of course uh, that that one's also another one that got the uh, got a really good excitement that uh, the 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 writer on that is uh, is uh, is going to be a black writer. So you have uh, you know one of those great things where you get a black writer writing for black characters, something that definitely doesn't happen very often these days, and uh, that that met with uh, much approval from uh, the internet. Let's just say. Uh, then another one is an anime anthology of uh, Star Wars stories. Which sounds very interesting to me, and that's gonna, that's going to be called Star Wars Visions. It's just going to be a basically like a like like I said, an anthology. So uh, different stories uh, from different types of anime view. Is that uh, what the anime style. was called anyway? I feel like I've heard the name Visions before for something Star Wars. I feel like that's it does very... sound familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it really I, does. I'm not sure. Huh. To look into that. But the uh, the other thing is, uh, well, there's a couple more things here. I don't know what you want to touch on. There's a couple of series still that we're looking at, and then a feature film, uh, which it is actually seems very interesting. Right, the other series, and uh, don't hate on it. <laughs> well, there's, there's reasons to maybe hate on both of them. Uh, we could get into that. I don't know how much you wanted to get into that. Uh, I don't start know. With the- I don't. I don't no, know much ahead. about. I don't know much about Rangers of the New Republic. I don't know much about. Well, that. Obviously, I know what the New Republic is. I don't know much about. Again, I haven't seen some of these trailers because just I've, I've been busy. Oh, there's no trailer. There's okay. uh, there was nothing. Uh, either of those. They're just names. Okay. The, and but they're the 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 key is that they're 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 specifically named as <clears throat> Mandalorian spinoffs. Yes. Okay. Okay. Which is the key. And uh, Rangers of the New Republic, since that's the one you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, of course, as I said, it's a spinoff of uh, The Mandalorian. We don't know what it's about. It's a uh, New Republic. There's there's a very unfortunate high possibility Cara that uh, Gina Carano, yeah. yes, Cara Dune, uh, that the whole thing of the, uh, of the one of the captain of the... I don't know if you guys know that that guy is from uh, Kim's Convenience, the one that plays the uh, the Republic, uh, the New Republic uh, X-wing captain. Oh, he the one. He's the one that came in and the question. The one with Kerrigan. the beard. The one yeah. that does all the talking. The, yeah. a- the Asian That's... guy was he Asian? Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the one. He's the like the main character from that show, Kim's Convenience. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. I've heard of it. I haven't. No. Again, you mean? Okay. Yeah. He's, we, the, we he's the main character. Relationship. He's the he's the main character on that. I I forget his name. It's Paul something. But. Uh, and then I don't know if you realize that the other guy is uh, Dave Filoni. Oh no, I didn't realize that. The other pilot that's with him that never talks that's Dave Filoni. Oh okay. Who I so, knew what he looks like, but I wasn't paying attention to that. So okay. Yeah, no, it's Dave Filoni. So uh, he didn't have either, his hat. 
he didn't have his hat. <laughs> and most of the time when you do see him, you have seen him, he has a helmet on. But, um, yeah, so we don't really know. I mean, they're X-Wing pilots. We don't know if they really, really count as Rangers. But we also know that uh, Cara Dune has been made a marshal, and they did make a big extra uh, thing about you know him having the conversation with her and giving her the badge and all that stuff. And so we don't know if this is some setup, if she's being set up for that, or if it's just being set up for it to be a whole other thing of characters that we haven't even been introduced to, or what we don't know. We don't know anything about this series. We just have a name, and that's all we know. It's fair so, speculation, though. It, it's very it's fair speculation. It's huge speculation. Yeah. It would just be, in from certain points of view... That where you know the actor the actor that plays Cardoon is problematic and I won't get into it unless Dan wants me to. Nope. But we don't need to get into that. It's a you know it's it's a whole thing. Uh, if you don't know about it, then well you should maybe educate yourself. But uh, you haven't paid attention. You haven't paid attention. There's people that are just deniers and they just won't pay attention to the sort of things or they just think it's cancel culture to which I say, well, you know what? Cancel yourself. <laughs> so, which brings us to Ahsoka. Well, first off, let me say that like you did, you did say that it was a, a Mandalorian spinoff. And I think the reason for the wording of that is because when, when you actually get down to it, yeah, we go and consume, um, everything in any kind of television or movie media you probably more books than me as far as that is concerned me some a couple of comics here and there but that's the first time ahsoka for some people has been introduced at all and i know i had somebody a friend of mine who's a very big star wars fan as far as the films is concerned has seen all of them enjoys them you know does that and so that's the first time i've ever seen that character well yeah i I, you, I you didn't watch clone wars and rebels i'm glad that you say that because that brings us to the people who think that ahsoka has been oversaturated but then they have to be reminded that yes there are people who are just now meeting ahsoka <sighs> i hate that they're that this is their introduction to ahsoka if it is because this is not my ahsoka i'm sorry i will <laughs> The the any controversy with now this it's big. The controversy with uh, Rosario Dawson is big, and Disney should have taken into account. That's a whole other story. If Dan doesn't want me talking about Gina Carano, I'm not going to talk about Rosario Dawson yeah. either. That aside, which are both huge problems with both of those actors. That aside. Not even Ashley Eckstein aside, her performance as Ahsoka, I did not think it was. People are hailing it like as if it's like as if people are like, oh, well, Filoni knows how to have somebody play his own character, I assume. Well, then Filoni should have known that her that her mandrel should have been longer. Her head tails should have been longer. She doesn't. She walked like Ahsoka once, mm -hmm. very obviously walked like Ahsoka once, but most of the other time her mannerisms were not Ahsoka. She doesn't look like Ahsoka. She doesn't act like Ahsoka. I'm sorry if you think she acts like Ahsoka. Well, then that's fine if you want to think that. But the other problems with Rosario Dawson in herself does add a lot of you know bias. But 
I still don't think that she, from having watched all of Ahsoka, Clone Wars, Rebels, all of it, to be have consumed all of that Ahsoka and to look at Ahsoka on the big screen. I told Dan uh, when, you know, both times that uh, things have been mentioned about Ahsoka, these announcements or Ahsoka showing up on the, on, on, on screen in live action should have been one of the, <laughs> it sounds stupid and, and, and lame, but it should have been one of the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> yeah. He did tell me that those were, those were his exact words. An announcement of an Ahsoka live action series should have been one of the best entertainment announcements that I've ever heard. But it's not, Dan. It's not. And I don't know how to reconcile any of this. I don't uh, know how to reconcile any I, of it, Dan. I, I don't know, but I know that we're going to watch. Just because, well, just because it's Star Wars. Like, yes. you know, at least even if you don't, we'll end up figuring out at least yes. what happens on as far as canon. And my my worry there. is that we're getting replacement of the that the Rebels sequel series we were promised because which brings us to the other point we're done talking about the live action or the 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 series the Disney Plus series is mm-hmm. and I never I didn't talk about I only talked about one animated series which is basically done we know that Bad Batch is basically done we know that they were probably working on Bad Batch as they were working on the final series of Clone Wars, they had oh, to yeah. have been those characters. There's too much continuity between the characters for them not to have been starting Bad Batch as the other. Bad Batch has to be basically done. We're probably going to get Bad Batch as soon. We're probably they're probably going to sneak Bad Batch in. I'm going to say after Wandavision's over, or maybe before or after, somewhere in the in the vicinity of like uh, after Wandavision, before or after. Falcon and Winter Soldier, somewhere in that area. So sometime in the spring of next year, we're probably going to get a Bad Batch. And it's done. There's no excuse why we should not have gotten an announcement of another animated series. There is worry that the Ahsoka live-action series is replacing the promised Rebels sequel series. Just, you know, that and coupled with the mention of uh, Thrawn, which we haven't talked about, the mention of Thrawn in the Ahsoka episode is because there was so much talk about the Ahsoka episode. We haven't really had an episode since then. So I'm just going to interject real quick. There was a couple things I wanted to talk about besides that on the Ahsoka. Uh, but yeah, there was the mention of Grand Animal Thrawn, which of course people are like, well, who the hell is that? Yeah, that which too. brings you yeah. back to, if you haven't read books, if you haven't seen Rebels, who the hell is Th- Admiral Thrawn? <laughs> it's like, well, he's a big, he's a blue guy. Yep. Who in his original appearance liked to have big worms around his neck. That repelled the force. In case you didn't know about I that little, I forgot about that actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the uh, solemnary that he wore around his neck in the yeah, yeah. Star Wars books, and they were force repellent slugs, basically. I do remember yeah. from the uh, graphic novels. <laughs> that's what I read. It was the graphic <laughs> so, novels. That's a that's a that's a thing that was in uh, the 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 EU that people love so much. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so Thrawn. That's a whole other thing that's going to come up. We don't know where it's going to come up. Probably it's going to be. Uh, some people think that uh, uh, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka are going to culminate in some sort of uh, event type of thing because, uh, you know, since people seem to think that uh, Star Wars is going to adopt the MCU model and have everything kind of connect now, uh, which uh, it's it, been it, connected. I was, was going to say, it, lo- it loosely does, but that would be a good spot in there if that's what it was to bring it together. That would be a good spot to bring it together where they exist as their own and then like build up to a culminating like this is the final episode of these two series. That would be actually pretty yeah, cool. 
because Mandalorian, the Mandalorian, a, a series that started out so so innocent and so easy for people to just jump into who who haven't paid attention to anything else. The people who are anti Disney Star Wars mm-hmm. felt that they could just jump into Mandalorian and everything would make sense to them. From the very last moment of of Moff Gideon pulling out that dark saber at the end of season one, from that moment through now, they have been inundated with characters that they know nothing about because they chose to ignore those things because either they were Disney Star Wars and it doesn't matter, or it's cartoons, so it doesn't matter. Oh, it's books, so it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because... Let's just go through real fast. I'm not going to take too long on this, Dan. I'm sorry, but I'm <laughs> sure we're going over what you would like to go over. But uh, we we'll, still we'll, have lots to talk about. Yeah, but we'll condense but it. I just want to go through real fast things that we've learned about that if you never absorbed any other media in the, uh, be, other than the Mandalorian of the modern Star Wars era that you would know nothing about. Dark Sabers. Right. Dark Troopers. Although Dark Troopers do go back to old EU and stuff. But if you never absorbed video games or books, uh, even from the EU, you wouldn't even know what a Dark Trooper is. Uh, now we've seen Dark Troopers, uh, Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, uh, the, the things to do with Mandalore that are coming that came from Bo-Katan. Uh, let's see. Uh, just in this newest episode... Operation Cinder. Do you even know what Operation Cinder is, Dan? I don't. Operation Cinder was first introduced in the four-issue miniseries that came out around the time of uh, The Force Awakens that was called Shattered Empire. It was a four-issue series. I I know that name. Okay, I do know the name of Shattered Empire. And it was introduced in there, and it was expanded upon in uh, Star Wars uh, Battlefront 2. Video game. The main story, mm-hmm. video game. The main story with Eden Versio of the Star Wars Battlefront 2 video game involved heavily the, with the background of Operation Cinder. And then the Star Wars Alphabet Squadron books have also dealt heavily with the background of Operation Cinder. So just in a nutshell, real fast, Operation Cinder was a, the let's just say the Emperor upon his death had several, um, you know, uh, plans that were to be implemented upon his death, uh, basically just a screw you to the universe, to the, to the universe. And one of them was Operation Cinder, which was basically the Empire was, was ordered to go from uh, planet to planet and basically incinerating the planet. To, to, to take out his, uh, uh, what I'm looking at right here, I did Google that real quick. Uh, to ensure that the Empire and its enemies did not allow it outlive him should he ever perish. Yes. So it was basically like a very scorched earth. Uh, let's just say that um, uh, General Sherman would have been would have uh, approved because uh, it was very uh, Sherman march to the sea, scorched earth, burn everything, um, or very like uh, you know the like you know the whole uh, oh we'll just have people. You know, uh, uh, guerrilla warfare, that sort of type of thing. Yeah. So that was the plan. Uh, the the uh, the background, a lot of it is a lot of very similar to Mayfield in the Mandalorian. Uh, we have had other characters from 
both Battlefront and uh, the Alphabet Squadron novels who have shown uh, sympathy for what they did and actions that they that they took part in uh, having to do with Operation Cinder. And it's kind of, it basically was the reason for a lot of people uh, defecting from the Imperials to uh, the New Republic forces was uh, because they felt really bad about Operation Cinder and the, um, the thousands and millions of people that got killed in that. And uh, the difference is, is that those people actually atoned for what they did by joining the New Republic and helping out against uh, the Empire and stuff, as opposed to Mayfield, who uh, the jerk that he is. Cause don't even get me started on Bill Burr, because uh, uh, that's a whole nother uh, one to add to the uh, to the collection of, uh, <laughs> of uh, people who have um, you know issues with their uh, personal lives, um, things that they have said in their in their yeah. So uh, little let's just say that Cara Dune and and Mayfield hanging out together, two peas in a pod in real life. Uh, wow. Well, all right. Um... But yeah. So, anyways, yeah. No, I was just that was yeah. All the stuff. Just my little rant about. Uh, yeah, there's more to there's more to Star Wars than just what you've seen, and they're they're at the, they're at the point where they're they're blatantly making you aware of what you haven't seen, and making you actually like kind of like, uh, you know, people bitch about it. They're like, oh, I shouldn't have to look up things to learn about Star Wars. Well, oh well, <laughs> that's how it goes. When have you? It's like to those people, I said, well, clearly you've never read comics. Clearly you never read comics in the 1980s. Clearly you never read DC comics in the 1980s where they would constantly have comics where they would be like, where they would reference something and then there'd be a little note at the bottom that would see, that would be, you'd be reading an issue of Batman it, it, yeah. at the bottom. It would yeah, say something that. like, see Justice League of America number 42 for when Batman talks to blah, blah, blah. And like, <laughs> clearly, man, it's like, it ain't nothing new. It's just the same as that. It's like a, it's like a real, it's like a, it's like a live action version of that. But it's the same concept as that sort of thing. You know what I'm talking about. I do. And actually, the funny thing about that was I was gonna say issue 42. <laughs> that's what came out of your mouth. So that's right. Let's gloss over these next two things because we really, we do know that Marvel and, and the uh, Star Wars is kind of our passion out of this, and we'll hit the Disney stuff just real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just there's just two things here, and it's uh, we'll talk about the first thing real fast because it's it's really easy, and it's something we basically already knew about, and that's the master, the master himself, Taika Waititi, mm -hmm. getting a Star Wars. He's gonna blow it up. We don't even know what it's about, but we already know it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, that had already been announced. We already know that it, but we know that it's in development. Uh, I mean, he's gonna finish. Uh, he's gonna finish um, Thor. You know, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, first. yeah. And then as soon as he's done with that, it's right into Star Wars, and he's going to blow our minds. He's an amazing director. He's an amazing idea man. Have you seen uh, You've seen uh, Jojo Rabbit? No, I haven't. Oh, God, you need to see that movie. It's so amazing. It's just the – the just uh, <laughs> yeah. But so the, uh, he's he's very talented. Or if you have – have you seen – you've seen uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Uh, no, man. I don't get to watch hardly anything. We know this. That's you. Yeah. That's you. I'm but, very yeah. I'm, I'm very selective of what I watch because I only have so much time to actually watch it even during quarantine. Right. It's just the way that it works. But uh, beyond moving that beyond that, who I know you're excited every time Taco Watiti's name came up, you get you get super excited, uh, which is good because this usually means it, it's a good thing if you get hyped about it. Um, 
uh, we get Patty, Jen- Patty Jenkins with yeah, with that was Squadron. a crazy announcement. Yeah. I mean, her name has been floated around for quite some time. Supposedly, she was on the shortlist for uh, for I believe uh, she was on the shortlist. I think for uh, for uh, for all the for all of the sequel movies, I believe. Uh, I but- want to say she was. Yeah, but I mean, definitely blew up after after Wonder then, Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman came yeah. out, and I think she she ended up with Wonder Woman because she turned down uh, Force Awakens, I believe, or something like that. I think or you're she right. didn't end yeah. up with Force Awakens, so she ended up with Wonder Woman or something like that. But Which, uh, not a bad move if if it's one of the, between the, those two. I mean, you're talking right. about one of the big uh, in the Force Awakens, one of the biggest openings uh, ever for a movie, uh, as far as that is concerned. People of color, women. Um, right. but you know, if you got to turn that down and pick up Wonder Woman, which just blew it up as well, that's not a bad, that's not a bad, uh, uh, well, first choice really, but that it's right. the toss up between those two, which one you would take. It's smart either way. Right. Um, so she's got that. Get this announcement right on top of only, you know, just a couple of weeks away from being able to watch uh, Wonder Woman 1984 finally. And I'm glad I have HBO max and I'll not have to pay an extra $30 to watch it because it's going to be included. So, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole thing. I'm not going to get into that because it's a whole different podcast. It's a different studio. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's fine. But the other thing I want to mention about Lucasfilm before we move on, and it's only in passing, is that we get another Indiana Jones movie. Uh, oh, right. I, yeah. So ordinarily, I, uh, you know what? I can't tell you that I'm not excited about that, but it might be past its time. The idea just, I think, is past its time. Yeah. The uh, Just one more thing about the Patty Jenkins. We didn't even say what she's doing. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I, I said Rogue Squadron. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah, Rogue Squadron. Okay, yeah, we'll begin that. That's coming, uh, says December 2023. Now, real so, quick, I, I just want a yes or no answer to this because I know we can go off on this. But So Rogue Squadron is Wedge Antilles and the X-Wing Fighters. Is How much of that is canon? Is any of that canon? Did any, has anything come out about Rogue Squadron? I'm, I'm not aware of that because, again, I, I only like kind of vaguely keep up on – on what comics or, or books are doing um the uh we don't know we don't know there's speculation i mean pretty much most people who have actually looked at the uh looked at the um the you know the little concept the thing the, the thing that says woke squadron you can see the x-wing mm-hmm. uh have uh you know there's people who don't who think it's a t-70 uh, X-Wing, which is the ones from the sequel series other people think it's a t-65 which is the original uh the original trilogy, uh, X-Wings. Uh, you see her in the little video that she released. <laughs> she released that video like on her uh, on her uh, Twitter right at the exact moment that it was announced that, and it was just a video of her rollerblading on a on an airfield to her car, and then changing into an X-Wing uniform, and then walking to a T-65. Uh, X-wing and getting in it, and it was really cool. And it was just basically her talking about her father, who was a, who was a fighter pilot, and just basically implying she wants this to be like Top Gun of of X-wing pilots, which is, you know, I mean, there, there's a great there's great uh, material to borrow from. There there was a you know the series of whatever over ten of uh, like ten uh, Rogue Squadron books. Yeah, I've read all but the final one. And uh, they're all really good. A lot of good characters if they want to borrow from there. If not, then, you know, that's up to them. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, no matter where it takes place, it it's sure to be amazing. It's sure to have plenty of representation because, uh, you know, it. I just I have to believe that she that she would be making sure of that. And uh, it's definitely something to look forward to. And I'm I am happy for it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Indiana Jones. 
Yeah, Harrison Ford came came out basically and squashed any rumors of somebody else taking over the role because you know of course we've gotten the rumors of you know, anybody from Chris Pratt to uh, Chris Pine and all the Chris's probably taking over for him. But uh, he said uh, that I'm the only Indiana Jones, so I have to think that this next one's going to be the the it, it you know. Okay, so. and I'm fine with that. It's 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 time. It's time, so need to do it. I didn't hate the last movie. It does need a little bit of redemption, um, but uh, you know, hopefully we get it. Hopefully we get it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna power through some of this stuff here because we. I told you we could make this thing four hours just yeah, based on could. that thing, and we said um, that we wouldn't do that. So I'm gonna hit some spots uh, real quick. We're gonna see Chip and Tail Rescue Rangers, which is a hybrid uh, action animated uh, series, which. Uh, interesting concept. I, I'm getting real chipmunks vibes. Um, you know, from the the um, yeah. That's the only thing that bothers me is I yeah. I, you know, I just I don't like nine times out of ten they don't do the uh, the animation live action thing very well. I mean, the best to me the best live action animation uh, uh, mix is still Roger Rabbit, and that was thirty. Over 30 years ago. 80, so, 88? Yeah, something like that. 88, 89. Yeah. I mean, it was somewhere around there. That was over 30 years ago. I mean, they haven't done it really well. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, Hold on. But but I will say, Alvin and the Chipmunks, those movies were a hit. Those movies oh, yeah, were a hit for fine. what they were. Well, and, I'm not and, saying it's and, not going to be a hit. I'm oh, no, no. It's and, not for me. And don't forget, Alvin and the Chipmunks, that was a movie that like came out when The Force Awakened came out. That was one of the <laughs> movies that had the guts to say, yes, no, let's release it. Right. Because... If you if you go as a fa- and the the reason behind that was if you go as a family to to go to try to see the Force Awakens and it's sold out but just don't want to go to the movies the natural choice is going to be the Chipmunk movie because it's an all ages movie type thing so that that was smart on their end like that's that's a smart thing to do like, no you know no one wanted to battle that who wants to go against a Star Wars movie on an opening weekend you know, that's ridiculous um, okay again not looking for a whole lot of comment just real quick showing what's dropped so we looked at Pinocchio. Peter Pan and Wendy, Disenchanted, which honestly probably will probably be pretty cute and have a pretty good following because Enchanted has a pretty good following as far as that is concerned. Um, some of the other stuff I'm going to be honest with you, I'm just not interested in. It doesn't really bug me. Do any of the like the actual feature films or any of the series that we know that are based on any kind of uh, animated film kind of pique your interest? I just want to say real quick, uh, you know, anything that they do with Zootopia is going to interest me, and Zootopia Plus uh, will definitely, uh, I will watch, and that's supposed to be in spring of 2022, and uh, I will definitely watch that. I will just say that I don't know what the need for a Baymax, another Baymax series is. There's already an ongoing Big Hero 6 show yeah. that's using regular animation. I don't know why they have to have another series that uses the same animation as the movie, but I don't know. Uh, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. We have a release date of that of March 5th. Uh, that's going to be, of though, using the premiere access that Mulan used, so you can expect to probably play pay. Probably they're probably to content, make, maintain consistency, they'll probably charge $30 for that again. I don't know, but that will be on uh, March 5th. And then they they <laughs> they're wishful thinking that they have it still listed to be in theaters simultaneously that same day. So uh, we'll see what happens between now and beginning of March. But uh, I look forward to that movie. I can't wait. I mean, Kelly Marie Tran, Aquafina, who seems to be in everything these days. Yeah. Because uh, I was <laughs> real. Because <laughs> she was also announced for. Uh, oh, uh, she's also in Little Mermaid. 
as Scuttle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then there was something else that she's also in. And, of course, she's the dragon in uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. So uh, she's one of those people that's getting around, and <laughs> I'm fine with that. I like her. She's funny. Uh, you know what? Uh, Encanto, Encanto actually interested me to see that you're looking at. That's Lin-Manuel Miranda again. Um, yeah, a lot of people will say that they that they should have gotten an actual Colombian to write uh, uh, a instead of a Puerto Rican to write uh, music about Colombia. But I mean, at least they're trying. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get real Coco vibes even watching the trailer. Um, so we're uh, there. I, I, I uh, the one that's in partnership with that group uh, from Africa that's going to be about I think it's something to do with. Uh, Kenya or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that one seems very interesting. Uh, that one's coming in 2022. Um, the uh, I want to just want to say real fast, uh, Mighty Ducks, uh, dude, Lorelai Gilmore and Gordon Bombay together. Uh, it seems cool to me. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that, but uh, as I re- I referenced that uh, Lauren Graham is going to be in that, uh, and that was my Gilmore Girls reference for this episode. So. Uh, and then um, uh, we we teased it earlier, so we have to mention it. Lightyear, yeah. uh, which uh, a lot of people are like, "Well, where's Tim Allen?" Well, he turned he ended up being a conservative and an asshole. So, well, <laughs> that's that. And uh, he caused problems with Last Man Standing because he was a conservative asshole. But that's all also about that. Uh, but the point is, is that this is going to be an origin story for the real Buzz Lightyear, the person that the Buzz Lightyear toy, toy. was based on, yeah. is going to be uh what this is about so it's very interesting it's very different um that's why he's going to be voiced by chris evans um that's going to be coming in summer of 2022 Uh, i believe that's a theatrical yeah that's a pixar movie that's their summer movie for that right uh everything else is kind of uh yeah there's a lot of good things but as you said we're running short on time uh ice age spinoff series uh, Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth on National Geographic. Uh, some alien series. Diary oh, of a uh, Wimpy Kid stuff. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, something that does interest me a lot is uh, Shogun, uh, a retelling of Shogun. Or FX, uh, yeah. On FX that uh, I remember watching the original Shogun uh, miniseries as a kid, and it was really fun. Um, Hopefully they get a lot of uh, Japanese actors and a lot of diverseness in that of uh, the characters that they need to be um, rather than like uh, John Rhys Davies playing a uh, Portuguese. So so I think kind of uh, here about done real quick, Beauty and the Beast, uh, which is Luke Evans and Josh Gad. We had already previously got an announcement for that. The weird, It's weird yeah. that they're now referring to it as, a, as the Beauty and the Beast prequel series rather than just the uh, – just the uh, – <laughs> The, the the Fu and uh, Gaston series, but uh, I don't know if they're just trying to maintain it, that connection to Beauty and the Beast or whatever they're doing there. But Well, Alan Menken uh, is, is the composer, so it's going to have some kind of but uh, I'm sure. You know, I'll, I'll watch it. Luke Evans and Josh Gatt are great, are great, so I'll watch them in whatever they want them to be doing. So uh, Swiss Family Robinson, which interests me. Uh, I watched that movie growing up. My mom was big on the Disney films, the live action films, so I've, I've seen a lot of them. Um, so that's interesting to me to see what they do with that because I always enjoy I really enjoyed that movie as a kid. Uh, and then this one, uh, I think my daughter's going to be into this one. I read the books and they're actually really good. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. 
Um, which, oh, yeah, hopefully done right this time. Yeah, so, again, yeah, I was going to say made a movie. Um, I didn't think the movie was that bad. It, it tried to condense too much into one movie, though. Um, that should have been one of those things where each each book was a movie. Um, but they didn't go that route. So we'll see if this right. does it. We'll see if this does it right. Because those are actually really good book if you have a youngster at home. Um, you know, somewhere between about 11 and well, shoot, actually 11 and older, honestly, um, they really enjoy those books. And it's a, it's a nice way to go into mythology for, uh, not only, uh, the Greek gods, but there are also ones for Egyptian gods and, uh, Roman stuff too. So it's a, it's a big jumping point for looking into the mythology, which is interesting. A lot of kids find it interesting. And he actually, did you know this Rick Reardon has offshoots, people that have books like him that he fully endorses that are, um, other cultures and their gods. Huh. There's other ones like that too. So it's like, yeah, Sweet. no. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's actually a, a really, uh, I think it's a really cool thing. Uh, that, that reminds me just on. one more thing. Uh, the uh, night at the museum animated. Uh, I think it's an interesting way to get around. Uh, if they completely recast all the characters with new voice actors, it's a way to get around, not having to worry about replacing Robin Williams mm-hmm. as Teddy Roosevelt. Because if you just recast everybody, then you can be like, well, we just recast everybody. You could even have not Ben Siller do Ben Siller's voice. I don't know. But if you have everybody be, uh, you know, a different, some different person, then you can bring back, have Teddy Roosevelt and not have to worry about, well, we couldn't get Robin Williams. So that was just all I would say about that. Otherwise, I've, I've never really, I've never even seen all of the Night at the Museum. So I haven't either, but the first one was good. Uh, the first one was really good. I don't remember pieces of the second one. Um, I, I think I've seen parts of the third one where they go to London. Yeah, and it, it wasn't bad. It, it's a, I can see why they're popular. I just, yeah, didn't get into it, uh, which is fine. I think that's gonna do it for now, man. We covered a lot. We could have made this thing four hours, but we didn't. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. We, we definitely <laughs> knew that the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff is definitely where we wanted to focus because that's the probably the two biggest loves that we had. Not that we don't love the Disney stuff, actually, on the Disney Culture Podcast, but you know, <laughs> there's just way too, way, way too much to cover. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us for this year. I don't know that we're going to do another episode for this year, but, uh, you know, if something comes up, we'll deal with it and see what, what happens and give our reactions to it. Just take it from there. Thank you for listening. You know where to find us if you're listening to this. So we thank you for listening. And we will see you next time.